in making her bear the flesh of her buttocks. His caresses and comforting afterward was even worse, but his wet, slobbering kisses were far the most revolting part of her punishment. She grabbed up the pail of slop and staggered out the door with it, on the way to the pigs in back of the house. Unfortunately, she spilled over the top, and the cook raged at her. She knew she would be required to scrub the whole kitchen floor before going on with her regular work. She poured the slop into the trough, turned, and ran back to the house, not even stopping to speak to Gilly, though he called a cheery, "'Good morning!' from the door of Uncle's soap factory. He watched her until she disappeared back into the kitchen. Even at that distance, he could hear the cook railing at her. "'It be a crime how they treat that girl,' he said aloud to himself." He noted that she had already outgrown the dress for the year, and there would be no new one until next January 1st. The seams at the shoulder and sleeve were torn and gaped open, while the fastenings across her burgeoning bosom looked ready to burst. He couldn't remember her ever having a pair of shoes that weren't already dilapidated when she received them, for she had to make do with her cousin's cast-off things. Gilly remembered the pretty, dark-haired little girl that had timidly emerged from the carriage that long-ago day, almost as if she sensed the terrible days that lay ahead. Her parents had died in one of the periodic plagues that swept the city. She had had beautiful clothes when she arrived, but it was not long before all her dresses and her velvet cape were being worn by her fat, disagreeable cousin Margaret, while Martha was transformed into a servant. Gilly corrected himself. Nay, not a servant, a bloody slave. Martha scrubbed the kitchen floor as quickly as possible, still hopeful that she would be through in time to grab one of the hard rolls for breakfast. But Cook grabbed them up and returned them to the larder just as Martha poured out the dirty scrub water. She sighed audibly. "'Well, Missy, if he'd wanted breakfast, he should have been more careful with the slops. Now off with ye, ye little scut!' Martha dodged around, bumped into the parlor-maid, who grabbed her tangled black hair, giving it a sharp jerk, causing the girl to cry out in pain. She hurried off to gather her cleaning materials, rubbing her head. Uncle Samuel suddenly appeared out of his study as she carried her pail of water and scrub brushes towards the front hall. Her heart fell as she saw his flushed, angry face. "'Into my study, Martha,' he said harshly. "'You were not in your place for prayers this morning. I cannot countenance that, and well ye know it.' I promised your father that I would raise you to be a good, righteous girl, and yet you continue to try my patience with your wickedness. I regret what I must do. You know that, don't you? But I must. It is my duty. Come here. She stared at her uncle's face. His eyes held a brightness she only saw when he held his small whip, ready to thrash her. His tongue flickered across his lips, as though tasting something delightful. Her heart raced wildly in her chest, willing her to flee, but there was nowhere to flee. She set her bucket down, resigned to her fate. She kept her mouth in a tight, straight line, determined not to cry out. 
I wish you would be a good girl, Martha. You know I hate this more than you do. His voice was soft, soothing, like a suitor to his lover. She doubted very much that his end of the whip hurt him quite as much as hers did, but she said nothing. He leaned her over his desk and slowly pushed her skirt up, and as slowly pushed her drawers down, revealing the firm roundness of her young buttocks. He paused then, as he always paused at that moment. Then he stepped back and the whip whistled, leaving red welts where it hit. She winced at the first lash, then gritted her teeth so no more sound would escape her throat. As he turned to put the whip back in its proper place, she pulled up her drawers and tied the drawstrings in embarrassed silence. Uncle Samuel turned and put his arms around her, though she...